You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you one thing that is kind of a little bit abstract is make sure your seat positioning is mm-hmm. correct because good habits start early. And one thing that, that I did is I took a video of myself on the bike, just set up my phone on a, on a tripod and took a photo a video of myself on the bike because that's kind of one thing that you don't get with the home experience. You don't have the live intervention of a professional. So I took a video of myself and I took it to somebody and showed it to them and just said, like, look at my form, look at my seat height. I want to make sure I'm doing things right. Can you give me some advice? And he gave me a couple of changes that probably increased my output 10% overnight. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 227. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. So we should probably start uh, by letting people know that we don't have a Dr. Jen this week. That is true. We Ev- do not. Everything is fine. Yes. Read nothing into that. No. Especially when we tell you the next thing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> read nothing into that. It's just uh, it, schedule... Uh, didn't match up and we're going to be talking with her after the, we record this, after so. we record and then and then we will have her next week so yeah. don't so she'll be back fear not she will be back so but what you do get this week if you haven't i know some people like skip the angelo segments which they i don't think they should i think that they're enjoyable and they're the, good info yeah they're good info it's not just they're not just ads it's it's he's giving lots of nutritional advice so we've had a lot of people ask well, MetPro wants you to track your diet, and Dr. Jen says intuitive eating. So so which, which? Well, let's put them in a cage and make them fight. Right. And so we don't have them in a cage. No. Because that would be inhumane mm-hmm. uh, to put people in cages. You know yeah. saying? <laughs> uh, and so that's a hot political take now, but mm-hmm. uh, we are against it. But so we thought we'd have Angelo kind of drill down with his take on 
tracking your food versus intuitive eating. Yeah. And then hopefully um, when we talk to Dr. Jen, we will be able to do the same thing. So we'll be able to hopefully have that as a topic next week. Yeah. So kind of a a Lincoln Douglas debate, except they're separate. Separate. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see. So you might want to stick around for Angelo if you're the sort that doesn't want to do that. And maybe you will learn to love him Mm -hmm. like you love Dr. Jen. (laughs) So aside from that, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, another Dancing with the Stars recap, of course. New instructors at Peloton, a weekend of rest for Peloton classes. We have lots of competitors news, artist collaborations, and uh, we have a visit from the Peloton Prophet. What? You are not going to want to miss this. That's like, two weeks in a row. This, this, this is something everyone wants to know. So trust me, you want to listen. Okay. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, <laughs> uh, you should be able to find us. And while you're there... Follow us so you never miss an episode and maybe leave us a review so people coming along after you know that we're worth a listen. We have a new review. This is from Enzo the Baker, which I believe is a Godfather reference. Okay. Enzo the Baker was the uh, baker in the opening scene who requests a favor. Yes. So, uh, wait, no, that was a mortician. I don't know. I was just going there along is a with baker. it. There is an Enzo the Baker. Now I'm getting confused. Oh, like, well. Anyway, he says, I look forward to this podcast every week. Tom and Crystal bring the best of the news and gossip about Peloton and the Peloton community. Yes. I can't possibly keep up with it all. So I trust them to parse it for me and make sense of it all at the end of the week. I always end the podcast feeling more enthusiastic about Peloton workouts. All the reoccurring guests are good, especially the delightful John Mills. Their main interview is always interesting. Even if I don't think I will be interested when it starts, I'm always proven wrong by the end. Best of all is the chemistry between the married hosts. I love hearing them interact. Crystal, please never stop laughing at Tom's dad jokes. I don't tell dad jokes. Well... I mean, well, I am a dad, so by virtue of definition, all of my brilliant comedy is technically a dad joke. I think that but, some of your jokes could be considered dad jokes. But, but anyway, thank you for the wonderful <laughs> review. <laughs> yes, thank you. So uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Uh, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these shows. You can see what uh, nerd shirt I'm wearing each week. And and now there's a whole new host of them. Yes. Because you had to buy all new shirts. I had to buy all new shirts so you won't see repeats on shirts for quite a while. Can I just say if somebody out there thought that's weird to get all these shirts and they probably got a bunch of people asking for Tom's nerd shirts and they've moved from yeah. an 2XL to an XL. We didn't get anybody. Nobody like, wanted not my nerd person, They're so. clean. I, yeah, they've been wandered clean. to non-smoking home, <laughs> so it'll be safe. Uh, but anyway, uh, what they're else? still available. Yes, they are still available. You can also uh, get all the links and everything sent to you in a weekly digest if you sign up for the newsletter at theclipout.com. So there's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? (laughs) 
I love it. <laughs> this episode's about to be off the chain. Because <laughs> I said it, it will be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. If absolutely. not, then you'll open us up to a class action lawsuit. Yeah. You know oh. how you know how the you know how the Peloton crowd can be with the class yes. action lawsuits. They dig them. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my my bad. Yeah. Thanks yes, a lot, John. What have you done, John? Yeah. <laughs> but our listeners aren't those people, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, we're, we're, all right. we're all right. We do our best it'll to be good. weed them out or run them off with yeah. my personality. Yeah, so, exactly. One exactly. Of the, <laughs> one of the two things. So uh, I guess we should just uh, dig right in to, uh, I guess, week two of Dancing with the Stars. Let's, it's, it's like all anybody's what? talking about, right? It, it really, it really is. So um, first, we'll watch this ad on YouTube. Oh, this is great! This is good. Oh, for, that's awesome! Right for yeah. Windows 11, got to have some Windows 11. We know 11. how many non-Apple users we have two. in the world of Peloton. There are two. Yeah. Two. Uh, well, this is last week's video. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Calm Shoot. down. So uh, they were rocked by a COVID. I don't COVID. I don't want to say scandal because it sounds like they did something wrong, but yeah, uh, she was didn't. vaccinated. It was a breakthrough, uh, her, his dance partner. And and so there was lots of kerfluffle about will they or won't they perform so at all? Well, you know what? And Dancing with the Stars, they're so smart. I mean, they were like they purposely did not release this information until the show. Yeah. In fact, um, right. I was I was reading about it and like they did this on purpose. They said earlier in the day, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to tell anybody how we're going to handle it until tonight on the show. So like they were trying to drive drama, which was very successful. Right. Yes. Um, and so Good Morning America posted at one point, oh, you know, he's going to he's going to still dance tonight, but it's going to be with an alternate. And then it was like all of a sudden, nope, nope, he's not really dancing. And now he's not performing at all. And we were like, what? Right. What? What's happening? It was like a roller right. coaster of emotions. <laughs> Plus, I refuse to watch this whole thing. And I, and, and I just have to say, what is up with that dress? Tyra, <laughs> Tyra Banks. Banks looks Come like she is on. escaped from Jurassic Park. <laughs> She does. I saw I saw an article about the dress. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't when when it was on, I, I didn't I didn't even notice it. I had to You didn't I was notice so, that dress. John. No, John. It's kinda odd I didn't notice it, right? How but I was he, all like, what where's when is Cody coming on? And they of course they save him towards the end. Here's yeah. another angle of her in the dress. <laughs> <laughs> People on our YouTube channel. It's, she's she is a, a beautiful she's a beautiful Park. woman. So that is not her face. But yes. besides that, the dress and the rest of the dinosaur have some similarities. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. I think this was just brilliant marketing of I the mean, show. They had they had COVID yes. or she had COVID. Like they didn't make right. that up. But like they used it. They milked it right. for all it's worth. <laughs> right. And I posted in my group, like, as as it was happening, I was like, wait a minute. Is this going to benefit? I wasn't thinking the show. I was thinking Cody specifically and Peloton. Is this going to ultimately, are they going to spin this in a way that it creates some type of drama that then gets more people to follow and fall in love with him and Cheryl and what they're doing and 
Well, I've never Peloton in the end just kind of benefits from the whole. I've thing. never really watched Dancing with the Stars, but I did watch American Idol for the first like five or six seasons, and and I will say that like those sorts of stories can move the needle for people because these shows are about right? creating characters. And Cody, if you're not a Peloton person, is an unknown commodity. That's and true. And so right. this is a way. I mean, it's gonna. I, and I'm not saying that they did this purposefully, but like, right. but right. these seizing on these sorts of moments, people will start to generate sympathy. Like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of not fair that he didn't get to really do the real dance and like it you know and get judged on the actual thing in the same way other people will and and you know and especially i didn't realize scores were cumulative as you move throughout so it's like if you have a bad week and still make it through like you carry that weight with you from week to week so i i do think this could help i've also noticed online starting to see a little bit of backlash against uh jojo siwa because I know Cody was a professional dancer, but she is a professional dancer still like that's so much a part of what she does that people there's a lot of people that are starting to be like, this is kind of unfair. Like her her scores are off the charts because she she dances for a living. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, I go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And well, this is where I think this just might be my naivety, my inexperience with dance, even though I took that tap class for a season back in the sixth grade. But this might be where I don't know dancing. Mm -hmm. I thought Cody killed that in practice. No, I think he did too. When I saw it, I think he did too. that but, was better than a whole bunch of them other ones done live. I thought well, he I don't know if up. I'll go but that I, far. That's just my, i just not seeing it right. I, I, this is my opinion. I feel like Tom last week said, you know, one thing Cody is going to have an advantage of is that he was a dancer, so he knows how to take notes and improve. And, right. um, and last week, the note for Cody was, you need to loosen up. You're too tight. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like you could really see that he had improved. Improved. And I think right. I think if he had been if given a few more days and he was out there live, I think he would have killed it score wise. Right. Um, and because he improved so much from last right. week from a like stiffness standpoint and there was more energy and I felt like there was more Cody coming through. Right. Like I could see the codiness still. I yes. saw it last week, but I felt it more this week. And then when I saw sixes, I know that didn't jive to me. They might Which have just takes me back to to uh, Tom's point about the story that is, is building here and they become an underdog because of this issue. Yeah. And because other, I didn't see sixes. I, I will also say with shows like this, you have to start to factor in as people drop off. Where are their votes going to go? Mm, right? right. Yeah. And so now that Martin Coy said his name, the guy from Cobra Kai guy, Cobra Kai guy. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> That's his name. Yeah. It's now Cobra that guy. now that he's gone, like where are his votes going to go? And, you know, obviously yeah. there's a lot of people that it can spread across. But as, as it gets winnowed down week to week, people start kind of going, well, then I like this person now. So yeah. that will play a role as well. And if this and if this Jojo Siwa backlash takes hold, then that will start to benefit somebody as because yeah. it means that you know people won't be inclined to move to her. Yeah. If, right. if they feel like she, you know, is kind of a, a ringer and it's not fair. That's so. also true. But, you know, now this is I'm about to have a spoiler alert. So if you have not yeah. watched it, which that's on you yeah. at this point, it's a week later <laughs> by, by the, the time, time you're hearing, hearing this, this it's five days. Old. So I cannot even be held responsible. But spoiler, but he was safe at the end of the show and he was immediately called out as safe. Like he was one of the first five couples. And I think I think that speaks to 
the fact like what you were just saying, John, about I didn't see sixes. I feel like that does speak to that, that like he immediately went to the safe crowd, like immediately. Yeah. So I thought they said, though, that those are in no particular order. I mean, they did. But, yeah. But the, but there were five that were called out immediately. Like then they, and then they drug it out the rest. Right. So I'm just saying they knew from the get go. He was one of them. I do think they tend to skim off those first five or like the scores are high enough that like there's no way that they're getting kicked out this early so not they don't even pretend which is nice uh, and they, people right. have got to spread the news you can only vote during the central east coast time zone viewing you cannot vote um i think it was different last week i don't really know but this week and going forward you can only vote right. during that broadcast until the last couple performs i say that right. because i had a whole lot of people confused i because i waited till cody danced to say Go vote and people were like And I missed it so so vote early And often for Cody like do that Like, hey, I got a like in Chicago on this same point. Yeah I got a question on the same thing Yeah is it random from like A hat the order in which they're Dancing no clue like this week I didn't feel like it was at all I felt like They left Cody at the end for drama and Drama only that yeah. was my yeah. interpretation Of that. I don't think it's random There's yeah, too much at stake right. for them to randomize Anything you mm-hmm. know, on network television, you know what I mean? Like they're right. they, they're they're putting thought into that. So I, I really find it hard to believe that that order is random. So can we read into that then that both weeks Cody has been later in the the sequence? I mean, I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to say they know and they're adding to the drama. And also, hasn't Jojo Siwa been later in the? Yeah. And she mm-hmm. seems to be the, the biggest name competing this year right. and so they both tend to go towards the later end of the, sh- the you know the latter end of the show so i i tend to think that that means that they think people are going to stick around for them right. which means that That's the votes are probably coming in pretty hot and heavy i mean the peloton community shows up so i oh yeah i kind of feel like the votes are coming in like crazy yeah <laughs> That's what I was reading into it, too. I just want to make sure, like, you guys thought the same thing. Yes. I was reading in. There just must be, there must be a lot of people <laughs> voting or they're getting some message. There's a lot of folks watching as it relates to Cody dancing. It definitely, yeah, I, definitely seems that way. I would absolutely agree with that. You know, yeah. I mean, have nothing to back that up other than just it's network TV and they want to keep you on the right. hook as long as possible. That's Right. What they do. Mm-hmm. So if you want more information about what all happened, uh, Cheryl Burke, is that her name? Yes, Cheryl okay. Burke. Was, uh, I can't believe I even know that, <laughs> uh, was was on the Pretty Messed Up podcast telling what happened. Yep. So yeah. she talked to Cody. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, Cody was on there, too. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yes. And it says, and Amanda Klutz. Yeah. They were both on. Oh, OK. Yeah. So all three. Yeah. Yeah. So check out that podcast. Yeah, it was interesting listening. I listened to the portions of it and and, you know, Cody talking about when he was asked to be on the show and what he thought about, you know, the opportunity. That was really interesting. So if you haven't listened to it, check that out. Um, And then he talks a little bit about learning about. Cheryl's COVID diagnosis and how that all played. So it was interesting. He also talks about where he she asks him where he wants to take this opportunity. Like, where does he expect to go? What did he, what did he say? 
he it was very I was expecting him to say something, you know, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Well, I'm hoping this kind of exposes me and takes me into this next next layer of life. I thought he was going to go into something really deep, but he didn't. He was just more like it's a good opportunity. I'm taking it as it comes. It's a good learning experience. And I, wherever it goes is wherever it goes. Yes. Like he just kind of played it. Somebody of, has been prepping yeah. him. That yeah. was, that's a very good answer. <laughs> I would also say that like, there are paths that are laid out for people from other outlets, right? If you're on SNL, then you want to try and get a TV show or a movie deal. Right. Or if you're in, uh, in WWE, there are pathways for those who have come before you. There is no one that has come before him in this regard. Right. So, you know, it is hard to say what's next because no one's done it before. So whatever he whatever he does next is what's next. That's a very right. good point. That makes sense. Yeah. And then we should also say hard not to think that the deck is stacked to some degree because next week is Britney week. And we all know Cody loves the Britney. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. Right. So so he he is going to be dancing one way or another, but. He is hoping that, you know, Cheryl's going to be able to dance with him. I, I think that's probably a bit on the optimistic side since she's supposed to quarantine for well, 10 days. Yeah. Like when, <laughs> even if she was ready in time for the show, how are they going to practice? I don't know. Like, so maybe they're just trying to add more drama to it. I, I don't know. Yeah, that I, could be. It just doesn't seem very realistic that she'll be back for next week. So it does not. He'll probably just bring in his guest partner of Brittany. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, but I will say that um, I did read that Cheryl is going to be uh, zooming for all of the rehearsals. If she can't go to them, she will be watching and she will be critiquing the hell out of Cody, like in a loving way, like in a right. a mom way. You know, she's going to push him really hard. So that's the plan. She's like, this is my thing. I, I'm really good at this. So she was very <laughs> confident of her ability to uh Whip him into shape for Britney Wake. So that's well, and awesome. Then they get extra if they the deeper they go into the show as well, don't they? The dance partners, the mm-hmm. non-stars. I'm assuming it makes sense that it's like the you know if it's so like in, in case baseball, you didn't if you make it to the playoffs. In case you didn't know, Tom, John, and I have never watched this show either. <laughs> <laughs> But we've all done a lot of reading on it, so I didn't That's know if true. it popped up That's in your true. radar at some point. But, I read about Cody. Yeah. But, I mean, if nothing else, like, if they're getting paid week to week, so an extra That's week true. on the show is extra money in their pocket, yeah. one would assume. So she certainly has a vested interest in seeing him succeed. I I was told, um, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, Gina a few weeks ago, um, and she said that Cheryl Burke at some point, and this is before the Cody thing came up, but she had she had declined to come back on Dancing with the Stars unless the dancer was really good. This was back when we were trying, wow. way back when when we were trying to figure out if he was even going to be on the show and there was all the kerfluffle and everybody was having discussions and multiple right. chats and everything. So um, yeah, that was from Cheryl Burke. So I think she's excited about it too. It makes sense what you're saying, Tom. I don't hear you her know, say that it, very often. So I'm gonna make that my ringtone. <laughs> I say yeah, you're you right. Need to say that again and record. I yes. say you're oh, right about recorded. things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that podcast you were talking about, we were talking about uh, this a moment ago. Cheryl mentions how 
she feels like they're really alike and like, I don't know, do they say this every time they have a partner? I don't but know. They talk like they really kind of mesh. Her they they seem like they do. Like they seem genuinely excited to dance together. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems real and it could be. I mean, maybe maybe she takes his classes and she thinks he's awesome and maybe he's watched the show and thinks she's awesome. And I mean, right. I think also when you're doing this, they spend a lot of time together. That's They're true. rehearsing all day long and th- there's the physical aspect of it. I mean, obviously, Co- you know, but, right. <laughs> you know, that's not. Are you saying Cody is hot? I'm saying that's not Cody's <laughs> jam. Okay. It, but <laughs> but there's still an intimacy <laughs> to, to dancing like that, even if it's not a sexual one. Absolutely. And, and so, and I do believe that this show has, has, uh, Damaged marriage to his dad. I think there's been a couple couples that really? have formed out of this. Again, I'm not saying that's what's going on here. I'm just saying that's the degree of relationships that form while they're rehearsing and spending all that time together. So I, I don't think it's crazy that they that they have a bond even. Even though it feels like it's only been a week, I think for them it's been much much longer. That's true, or at least longer than it would seem to a viewer. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I, I mean, I guess we just talk about Dancing with the Stars now? Is that what we do? I guess that's what we do. <laughs> I guess it's the Dancing we... with the Stars segment? Yeah. Well, We're at least... have to get a new sweeper. At least until uh, until Cody gets the boot so or I, wins. One yeah. of the two. I think I think there's going to be a more of this. So, yeah. hopefully people are actually watching and caring and we're not boring the crap out of them. I don't think we are based on... on uh, the metrics that we're seeing mm, out there. So. I would agree. I would agree. Well, thank you for joining us for TV chat. <laughs> That's right, John. Uh, until right. until uh, next week, where can people find you? <laughs> yeah, um, I can't go and tell my boys, by the way, that all I do every week is a Dancing with the Stars segment. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, tell them you're just making fun of it else. the whole time. You're making fun. <laughs> okay. Of it. Okay. Yeah. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Oh, what girls watch it. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully, hopefully not every uh, conversation will need to be this long. There won't be so much drama. Yeah. Like, he'll just dance and we'll go, this is right. what happened. And then we can talk right. about some other things. Yes, <laughs> that's right. He'll just kill it. Yeah, exactly. I, like I can't wait next week. I, I mean, I need I need Britney week to be something over the top, outrageous, outstanding. I'm expecting something that's big. Fireworks. Right. He's going to wear fireworks. He's going to like set <laughs> right. up sparklers as he a dances. Giant snake. Yes. Right. No, yeah. that'll be Tyra. I need, <laughs> I need him in the Tyra Banks dress. Dancing and I need him coming thing. from the ceiling. Coming down from the ceiling. He'll oh. have his father so- approve every dance move that he makes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Too soon, Tom. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so uh, you never actually said where they could find oh, you. Yeah. Oh, but you can find me. Oh, that's right. That's right. I got, I'm so into this dancing with the stars. I see. I'm going to yeah. tell all so, your friends. Uh, <laughs> they can find me on Facebook and my page or group, Run, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, John. Thank you. Later. Bye. Bye. Clip out. Lots of people like to incorporate boxing or kickboxing into their workouts, but have you ever thought about learning it from an actual fighter? 
That is a great point. And you can do that with Fight Camp. Fight Camp is made for beginners all the way up to experienced boxers who want to box from home and they don't want to do shadow boxing. Like they want to do the real thing. Absolutely. And and Fight Camp has several different paths that you can follow that are going to teach you the skills along the way paired with workouts that are going to reinforce your new learnings. It comes with all the gear you need to box at home, including a freestanding punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and their unique punch tracking sensors that challenge you to hit minimum amount of punches each round and allow you to track your boxing and kickboxing journey so you can see all the progress that you'll be making. It's also great for kids. It's one of the only home workouts that are safe for kids to do. No heavy weights and no spinning wheels. You can also learn from six highly qualified trainers that all have real fight experience ranging from a pro MMA fighter and a mother of two all the way to a kickboxing champion. You can pay for your fight camp over 24 months for less than the cost of a boxing gym and get it right away. Plus, Fight Camp offers free shipping with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. To get free shipping on Fight Camp, go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. That's joinfightcamp.com slash clip. Peloton in the news. So let's start by saying calm down. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) There will be... No classes, no live classes, October 10 through 12. Yes. Uh, and so Peloton is taking a moment. It's to- because they're going out of business. <laughs> oh, my God. Do not start people up. Oh, I mean, there were there's some people that are, are really upset at these pause and reflect. I personally feel like good for Peloton for taking care of their employees. And I know that it may not be for all employees, but I also know that the staff who's in the studio works a lot of weekends and it does not yeah. hurt anybody to have a weekend off. So take the time. Enjoy some scheduled encore classes or some on-demand classes that you haven't had a chance to take. There's plenty of them. So many. So, so many. Read nothing into it. Not at all. But I do want to say that um, another thing that you guys can help with is to spread the word because it's fall. And you know what happens in the fall of Peloton? They start changing up the schedule. And I have seen some posts and people are starting to lose their minds because they don't know. They're new to Peloton. So we got to have the conversation. And there's a lot of people that have not found this podcast that are new to Peloton. So they don't know about that too i mean hey (laughs) that that wouldn't hurt um but definitely spread the word for sure that you know this is normal this happens every year it's all good there's no cause for alarm no so there was supposed to be (laughs) a tread conversation streamed online last week and it ran into some technical difficulties it did. And uh, wow. Wow. Were there some ugly comments in the comment section? Uh, it was like a scrolling OPP up in there. <laughs> um, it was awful. So if you were going to the, the Tread event and you didn't get to watch it because it didn't happen. Right. It's now happening. By the time you hear this, it'll already it will have already happened. Theoretically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all goes well <laughs> on Thursday, September thirtieth at one p.m. Eastern. I am looking forward to it because it's going to be John Foley, it's going to be Bex Gentry, Maddie Majacomo, and Maureen Cairo, who is a Peloton product team member, uh, and she's also a fellow member. So, looking forward to that. And I thought I would mention for those of you out there that if you had signed up to go and did not, you were not able to go last time, right? They sent out a link that you could order a free item, a free Peloton item. How about that? Yeah. It was a free apparel item. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking 
of free apparel items. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or of apparel items. Yes. Uh, CNN had an article about Peloton says you can wear its new athleisure line to work. So just print this article out and show it to the around the office if your boss calls you in and says, Kevin, <laughs> why are you wearing leggings? <laughs> um, you can say Peloton says I could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty catchy headline. It got my attention. Yeah. I believe there's a quote from Jill Foley in here as well. I know one of the articles I was looking at did, but. You know, uh, I've I noticed that Peloton has really been pushing this new line and they have been uh, doing things like they had some of the instructors come on and show outfits with the line. And so I think that's where they're coming from with this. You can wear your athleisure wear to work. Yeah. So they're they're showing like the instructors are showing how you can pair a tank top with like a skirt and a shirt and that. You can wear that to work. And so they had all these looks like one night Kendall and Olivia did that. And uh, they were showing all different kinds of outfits that they put together from Peloton Apparel. And it was very cute. So, yeah. And I love seeing our girl Jill (laughs) in an article. We haven't seen her in an article in a while. So it's nice. It has been a while. And then the Daily Mail also had an article about Peloton Apparel launching in Australia. I was going to say down under, but when I say apparel down under, it sounds like they're selling underwear. It does. It so. does sound like that. Uh, and that's not what's happening here. Yet. Right. If they think you'll buy it, man, they'll sell it to you. You never know. <laughs> but this, I didn't realize that Athleisure, like Peloton's line of clothing had not been available at all in Australia. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is new to Australia. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Also, uh, speaking of, I totally forgot to put this in the notes, Tom, so this is on me. But okay. while we're talking about apparel, the apparel store added some uh, breast cancer uh, research fund, like awareness month items this week. They like just dropped them in there. So oh, now we surprise. don't <laughs> now we don't get like a big heads up when they happen anymore. So that's going to be new. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And so they do that for some of the different like holidays and fundraisers. And this this particular one is not available over in Australia. So since we were just talking about Australia, I wanted to mention that as well. But I'm sure lots of people have already bought all that. You would think I would. Triathlete.com uh, has an article about how Peloton is powering change from the inside. Yes, this is talking about how triathlons have a diversity problem. They've mm-hmm. done a five-part mini-series. This is the second to last one. And for that, they talked to the head of DEI at Peloton. Awesome. Yeah, I think we talked about this last week. I guess we must have talked about the uh, the pin penultimate. What's What's on the other side of penultimate? I don't know. But we talked about triathlons and running, I think, in general and in inclusion issues and they were talking about what a good job peloton does with it i think it was last week. maybe it was two weeks ago i i don't remember that at all this i thought this was a different article i think this is a different article i think it's part of the same series mm. it sounds like they talked to a different person for each yeah the other one i don't think they talked to anybody they were just in general saying that peloton gets it right okay gotcha yeah the today show spotlighted bridget neves i, hope I think I'm saying it's that neves. right yeah uh, yeah uh from New York about how she lost what 103 pounds yeah. in 11 months. She lost a whole person. Yeah. In 11 months. That's incredible. Using her Peloton. Yeah. And so you can read this article and 
I talked to Bridget today. She's going to be on the show in a How few weeks. That? So it'll be a little bit because we've got a bunch of great guests coming up, but yes. but she will be on. So that's pretty cool. And she looks incredible. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's quite a difference. Yeah. I guess 100 pounds will do that. It will do that yeah. in either direction. It yes. will be a noticeable change. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Congrats to Bridget. That's a really huge accomplishment. So amazing. And then Digiday or Dig I Day. <laughs> I'm going to go with Digiday. Or Dig Id, eh? <laughs> I think that's the Australian version. That sounds like how they'd say in Australia. Mm. Dig a day. <laughs> <laughs> Digiday <laughs> sat down with uh, Peloton CMO Dara Tresder. Yeah. Did I say that right? I don't know. I don't know. Talking about how she made community her selling point. She has been everywhere she this has. year. She she uh she's really big on that marketing thing, right? Yeah. She knows how to market her own like her own presence at Peloton right. and thereby Peloton. Right. Elevate both simultaneously. It's very cool. And this article is all about how she has used community to market herself, but it like works both ways. And so how how Peloton was such a good fit because it was kind of what she was already doing in her personal life. So if you haven't checked this out, definitely do so. And you can do that by making sure you subscribe to the newsletter. All of the links will show up in your inbox every Sunday. And Dara would really like that because that's marketing what you just did. She'd ah. be like smooth, Crystal. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, Dara. And then Market Scale had an article about how Peloton is incorporating hotels aggressively into its business strategy and they reached out to quite the peloton expert <laughs> well i yeah i uh this i has feel to be a weird moment for you it is a weird moment for me because the b-roll footage is of you yeah it's sitting little, in the same place that you're sitting right now it's a little uncomfortable <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable uh yeah that's why i'm leaving it up extra long <laughs> <laughs> this is making you uncomfortable. It's so making me uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I talked about uh, hotels and Peloton and how they've been working on the strategy for a long time. It's kind of a refresh of it. And uh, you can hear all about it if you watch this video. <laughs> you don't need to hear me talk about it for another five minutes. <laughs> it's funny how, how off-putting that is. For oh, you. my God. It's really awkward. <laughs> Like, could you feel me cringing? I could. <laughs> could you feel me backing away from the table? I did. That's why I left it up for so long. Like I said, it was fun. <sighs> I highly recommend it. Oh. And then the uh, tread is now live in Germany. It sure is. It sure is. It went live uh, yesterday. So this is great because they had uh, put the tread back on sale and they said it was going to be at, in Germany at a later date. Boom. Here it is. Here we are. Here we are. However you say that in German. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, they said something like Das Warten S. I saw it in the little thing in German. Doc Martens? I don't I'm think sure those I'm are, butchering it. I don't think those are German. We should probably just not do that. <laughs> man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You too. It's a wonderful tasting drink. And it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. 
drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. Architectural Digest is uh, spotlighting Christine D'Ercolet and her complete overhauling of her Dutch colonial in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it gives an entire overview of the house and all the changes she's made. And of course, it talks about her. So yeah. definitely want to check that out. It's very cool and a beautiful home. It is a very pretty house. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. And she's shared a lot of this on Instagram. So for those of you who don't follow Christine, you should, because this is the kind of thing that you see. It's awesome. Boy, it's funny. It's a very light week for instructors in the news. Normally, we have like 15 articles and we're like, what do we get rid of? They're exhausted. They were were everywhere last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Cody's sucking up all the oxygen. (laughs) You know, speaking of Cody, I forgot to mention that like a bunch of instructors were in L.A. and people thought that they were out there to cheer on Cody and then nothing else was said about it. So I don't know why they were really out there if it was that and then that couldn't happen. Right. I don't know. But at any rate. Yeah. Side note. Side note. So uh, but uh Tunde spoke at Princeton. Yeah, she was there yesterday and she shared this on her stories and uh, she was doing a whole talk and it's pretty cool. She that is some, cool. It was an evening with Tunde. How about that? Yeah. Clip out. So joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer your nutrition questions. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. We are so glad to have you back. And uh, we decided to put you on the hot seat this week. 
Love it. I expect <laughs> nothing less from you two. This is going to be like a WWE SmackDown. <laughs> between between you and Dr. J. <laughs> yeah, oh, so w- one of our listeners, I believe it was Alex Markowski, uh, she has asked a couple of times, like, she listens to the show. She hears, she hears you talk about the need for tracking, the need for, you know, paying attention to how to, you know, kind of hack your metabolism. And then on the mm-hmm. other hand, we have Dr. Jen on all the time, and she's talking about uh, people with intuitive eating and how important that is. And uh, we're not sure how to explain like when to use which approach. Yeah. Those <laughs> seem polar opposites. And and so are you two secretly enemies? <laughs> no. And, and they're not polar opposites. They're simply graduating at different points. And so like, what's the answer to everything uh, that everyone ever asks me is? It depends. Adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Depends. It depends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, Tom. So, what you're talking about here is specificity versus values. So, what Dr. Jen is talking about is values. Eat intuitively according to a good set of values. That is great. If you don't have those good values, <laughs> Now we have a problem. Now you're me. <laughs> Your intuition's like Tom. Right. In trouble. Yeah. You know, every one of my clients, that is what we are graduating towards. So we're working toward that eventual end. And the journey for some people is simply learning a set of values combined with some science that's going to apply to them. They're going to navigate being able to make the right choices intuitively. And that is fabulous. There are some people that it simply comes down to, are you eating intuitively? And the answer is yes. Then you're good to go. If you find that you're eating intuitively, but you haven't gotten the result you want, obviously we have to change something. And so what tracking and logging does is it helps us to be strategic in what changes we make. Um, And this is probably something worth clarifying. When I'm telling someone that I need you to track, I need you to log, I need you to do this and that. Yeah, that's a pain. Um, (laughs) That's not information necessarily for you. That's information for me. That's the data that I need to be able to give you the most effective feedback possible. And the more specific the data in those cases, the more specific the feedback. And then those actionable strategies may be short term before we return to now an educated but intuitive lifestyle, or they will be a little longer term based on how grand your goals are, how much change we need to make. But ultimately, my goal is to educate someone so that way they can intuitively know when to ramp up in eating, when to scale back, when their body is going to be receptive to a cutting cycle, when their body is going to be most receptive to a performance cycle, and how to effectively navigate between the two. Now, there is one thing that I will caution against, and that is the concept of, well, you hear this said a lot, if, if you're not hungry, uh, don't eat. That is correct, but it can also cause damage and it just depends on the circumstance. So where that's correct, 
I'm not hungry, so why should I go and add that extra snack or that extra junk food or those additional calories that I don't need? So in those cases, that's where that can be very applicable and you want to listen to your body. Now, on the opposite end of that is your body is not telling you when you need to speed your metabolism. Mm. So what's happening is your appetite is going down in response to eating less. And if you're at the point where I'm eating less, but I'm not losing weight, if weight loss is your goal, then by default, what, what that leaves us is we have to speed your metabolism. So we have to now train it versus letting it train us. And doing so uh, requires a little bit of specificity. And that's where knowing when and how to add things in can make a big difference. And I, I've shared this before with our with listeners, somebody who is working directly with me, I'm going to have them eat a snack at two, well, not doesn't need to be 2.30, but in the afternoon every day, and here's the snack that they're going to eat. And I have explained that eating that snack has nothing to do with the attributes or the composition of that snack in of itself. It's that what I'm trying to do is actually get your body used to some framework where I can now change later to get a predictable result. Now, if what you're doing intuitively is providing a good result, don't change it. <laughs> Keep going. Don't stop. If it's not broken, don't fix it. My recommendation would be once you're to the point where what you're currently doing is no longer providing a result, let's, we have to make a change. Let's ensure that that change is the absolute most strategic. That makes perfect sense. And yeah. then, and also for, for those of us on MetPro, the idea is not that we're on MetPro and need your help forever. The, the idea is that you get us to a point that education you were just talking about and that we can then maintain on our own. Is there like a ceremony? Do we got like a cap and gown? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. We're going to parade you down. We're going to light the candles. The, the, the gown is, is like all the clothes that no longer fit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know something about I that do. yeah he does. i do but i will say that like i'm never i'm never hungry yeah I'm never, like i like in fact there are times when crystal and i are like oh it's oh, time for a snack again. already I don't, yeah. i'm like well, this is working so i'll do it but jesus i don't want to eat right now. yeah the true story here in my gym when uh when i used to have the, a physical location where i would train people Every day I would have somebody walk into the gym and we, I mean, started this two decades ago, you know, the before and after transformation, the at these, you know, before and after athletic physiques, we have these pictures on the wall and pretty soon we lined the top of the, uh, not the roof, but the top, the very top line of the wall all the way around the gym with these before and after pictures. Wow. And inevitably somebody would walk in every day and would look at those pictures and they would say, man, look at those athletic physiques. What are they eating? And my answer would be more than you, <laughs> more than you. Yeah. Now, guess what? In the journey, they had times where they were cutting and we had to be restrictive. But when you see those photos on the wall, that's not a photo of somebody that's that athletic because they are starving themselves. No, uh, we have conditioned over time 
and with exercise, their metabolism to run faster and faster and faster. Um, and it kind of goes into the old saying, you know what the trick to looking super athletic is? Being super athletic. <laughs> That's it. Ding, ding, ding. Being super athletic, right? And so we don't get there. Like, man, how did you become that NFL MVP? Man, how did you become that world record holding this or that? Or how did you? Uh, well, I just ate less and less. No. no. That makes no, perfect sense. Yeah, whenever you hear stories about those guys, it's always about like here. Here's they eat eight thousand yeah, calories a day. I had four stacks of pancakes for breakfast, and then you know it's all like. It's the I was always just like, well, eat. I must just have the worst metabolism on the planet because if I eat like one pancake, I gain like three pounds. So how is the? How are they getting to that point? <laughs> but see, you've learned that that. Even your metabolism, Crystal, see, as you get used to more intake, but this is one of those, you know, buyer beware, because you've heard it said you have to eat more to speed your metabolism. Now, that's where it gets tricky. That is a true statement, but don't try this at home, folks, because it's really easy to miss. Yeah. And you also have nope. to eat the right things, right. too. It it's can't not just, just be... eat a bunch of cookies and now your metabolism's <laughs> faster. Correct. It has to be the right amount. If you eat a bunch of cookies, well, your metabolism will acclimate to that, but you're not going to be happy about the 10 pounds you gain in the process. Right. And you'll so, feel awful. And you'll feel <laughs> awful. So how much more can you eat? So here, here's the deal. Everyone listening, you can eat more <clears throat> without gaining weight. How much more? Some of you can eat a lot more. Some of you can only eat a bite more. Wow. That's what, I mean, and that's what metabolic profiling, MetPro, we're doing is figuring out what that is. And if it's only literally two tablespoons of rice more that you can eat without gaining weight, that's what we add. And now we got to wait for enough exercise to allow us to add another two tablespoons. And then I have other clients where it's in one shot, we're adding 500 calories at a time and their metabolism just mows it down just absolutely demolishes it without a hiccup ah those people. are 22 ah. <laughs> <laughs> remember those days we're so bitter yeah <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you so much for clarifying all that yes, for us because we get asked it a lot. And so yep. uh, we, we definitely appreciate that. And until next time, where can people find you and more information about MetPro if they'd like to start that journey? MetPro.co slash TCO. Awesome. awesome. Thank, thank you. A visit from the Peloton Profit. Back-to-back visits from the Peloton Prophet. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. He and or him has been very busy. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I know we've been talking about products a lot. Yes. Uh, So things have changed. Um, The Peloton Guide. Now, that is the product that was known as Tiger. That was its code name. Yes. They're very secretive. That's the one that basically looks like a Kinect camera for an Xbox. That one was supposed to come out in the fall of 2021. However, things have changed. Okay. It will now be January of 2022. Probably. Okay. (laughs) And... We then talked about the rower yeah. and the rower we had been kind of thinking was going to be the first half of 2022. It 
Scratch that. Now it's the fall of 2022. Gotcha. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, with all the different things that are happening in the world from a supply chain standpoint and everything that they've experienced with um, the uh, recall, that's not really crazy. Right. And I want to point out that uh, there's another product rumor the mag resistance strength product now this one would be a tonal like device okay and we're hearing that's way off in 2023 so people who've been saying should i get a tonal there's a timeline make your decisions make your decisions now the other thing i want to point out is we have talked about tom many times Mm -hmm. what is happening with the tread plus i mean there 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 have been times you've even wondered are they going to bring it back i haven't wondered I thought you had. Did I'm I gonna, wonder? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, but Tread Plus, still alive and well. Okay. They're working on it. It takes time to redo this. And, you know, they they see all the comments out there. Yeah. They, they are very much aware that people are starting to think that it's never coming back. And it's coming back. It's going to be just fine. And we now have a date on the pause button. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is October. Okay. So real soon. Real, 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 real soon. It will and be October every- when this comes out. Yeah. And then everyone can argue over that. So happy October. <laughs> Here's something new to argue about. Yes. That's actually something old. It to is argue something about. old to argue about. You're yeah. right. It's just now it's here. Yes. <laughs> but all of that from the prophet. So let's see how right he or she if you're looking to avoid carbs it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle right because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients so i think hero bread does both especially when you're in the store you are overwhelmed with bread choices yes and i've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O is... New instructors. I guess I need to get that sweeper recut in German. I think you do. Yeah. I think you do. So uh, we have a new instructor in Germany. And uh, it's Tobias Heinz. I believe that's how you say it. Okay. And um, and Tobias is the very first tread instructor in Germany. How cool is that. Awesome. So this is uh, Germany ready for action now that they have the tread went live yesterday so now they get to move forward with their very first tread instructor how cool his uh first premiere ride was today and feedback that we're getting from the community is that peloton really did not give people very much of a heads up on this one and so there were not a lot of people on it so peloton if you're listening 
we would love to have a little more heads up, especially for these instructors that are um, not only are they new, but it's a new country. So we right. want to make sure that we're supporting them. So it was Wednesday, October 29th at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern. But I heard it was amazing. Checking out the competition. So Nordatrack's parent company, iFit, is gearing up for their IPO, mm-hmm. and they're valuing their company in Peloton territory. $6.7 billion. Hmm. Mm, indeed. I will just sit here and make side eye at that. We'll see. Yeah. Good luck to you, I suppose. Yep. And we have uh, yet another company entering the bike at home space wahoo launches system yes spelled (laughs) s-y-s-t-m yes a training platform so do you use your own bike like zwift i honestly i don't i don't know i probably should have read it but well it's behind a paywall yeah so there's that but the picture shows a guy on on what appears to be a road bike it it does it does in in wahoo you know they have a lot of training platforms that you know they have a lot of training that you do on your own bike so i think that it's a training bike i don't think that i think it's another way to use your training bike at home not using like a bike like peloton like a stationary bike exactly gotcha exactly so we'll see how that catches on and then we talked about this last week fitness startup hydro getting some money from celebs like lizzo and justin timberlake uh, but i don't think this was in last week's article this one says that they also getting money from kevin hart have we talked about kevin hart being a part of hydro i don't think that we have yeah, yeah i don't think that that we have at all and they're also another part of this article that i thought was interesting is because they talk about music and the other article didn't really talk about that so they're saying hey we're really interested to see what hydro is going to do for music right beyond just raising money from the artists <laughs> like, yeah totally like, that's great that you're you're raising money from music artists but like what are you can do now yeah so that'll be interesting too i also thought it was interesting that kevin hart actually has a title they have him as as a creative director i did not see that yeah, yeah. so i that sounds a little bit more hands-on than just writing a check it does it does yeah Things are heating up, that's for sure. And hopefully you've saved a little energy from your side eye uh-huh. for iFit's IPO for this one, yeah. which is Echelon is wanting, or at least someone in the Echelon world is mm-hmm. wanting to break the world record currently held by Peloton for most amount of people on a spin class. Yeah, yeah. So they, they have a big idea here that they want to... Go after Peloton's world record. The record is at 23,000 simultaneous riders, which we all know because we were part of. Right. Um, I wasn't. And there are 27,000 people in the official echelon page. So they're hoping to get like 85 percent compliance for a single ride. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cute. Mm hmm. Peloton artist collaboration. Not technically an artist series, but close enough for our purposes. Uh, Peloton is partnering up with James Bond. Yeah. So uh, it looks like Ben Aldis is going to be doing one of the classes uh, and it's going to be it's going to be just in time for the 25th 
007 film, No Time to Die. So there's going to be rides, strength, and full body. And not to be outdone, Echelon is partnering up with Dr. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really liked the marketing on this one, how they have the, the little James Bond circle thing yeah. happening in the background. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> And then uh, that means, of course, that uh, Ben and Leanne got to go to the world premiere. Yes, they did. And this was uh, in London at the Royal Albert Hall. Yes, and the uh, Beatles song. And it was Leanne's birthday yesterday. So they were all gussied up in their finery. He was in a tux and she was in a gorgeous pink gown. And uh, they got to celebrate her birthday like none other. Like, I mean, that's that's a pretty special over the top birthday right there. Absolutely. And if you just can't get enough of Peloton and James Bond. Yes. Uh, then Benjamin Aldis, uh, he had a IG live with Daniel Craig's personal trainer simon waterston and so that took place on september 29th it's still out there so make sure you go check that out the peloton community gives back and then uh the you get to crew Ah, did something pretty awesome they did this is really cool so so you guys may not be aware about this but thrive cosmetics uh has a the owner the person who made Thrive Cosmetics is Carissa Bodner, and she rides all the time on her Peloton. She loves Peloton, and she's actually a member of the You Get To crew. She's a huge fan of Just Sims. Well, so You Get To crew has been working on raising money for an amazing opportunity, and that is this Brianna Taylor Scholarship. So there's a foundation that is getting created and Thrive Cosmetics took the money that came from You Get Two Crew, they matched it and bumped it up to an even $10,000 on behalf of the You Get Two Crew. $100,000. No, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. That was just for what they did. Oh, okay. In addition to that, though, totally separate from that, Thrive Cosmetics donated another $100,000 for the foundation. Wow. Uh, so it's an amazing... Very cool thing. It's it's the Brianna Taylor Memorial Endowment. So very, very cool. And we're just so proud of the You Get To crew for being part of that. It's just a really cool thing that they did. Absolutely. Well done. Yeah. And, and they did that on behalf of Just Sims' birthday because you can't give to the instructors anymore. They're not allowed to give gifts anymore. That's and for the so best. It is for the best. Yeah. I agree with you. But they wanted to do something. Sure. And so I thought this was so cool. A Definitely wanted to share. Wonderful solution. Absolutely. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, all the way from Australia, it's Joey Ruggiero. Hey, Joey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Nice to see you. Nice to speak to you. (laughs) Uh, Good to have you here. So you said that it's like morning the next day. Morning here. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we're living in the future. Was that okay? So I know I need to get to all the Peloton stuff, but I'm curious, like, how hard is that to get used to? Because you lived in Australia, then you lived in America. Now you're back in Australia, right? Do I have that right? Exactly right. So I just probably in about a year ago, I moved back to Australia. Before that, for the last 10 and a half, 11 years, I was living in New York. And I think, I mean, you never really get used to it, right? Because it's on the other side of the world. And particularly when you're going and coming back, you know, when you come back, it takes, as you know, a week for the body to adjust. <laughs> and it just kind of just completely scrambles you. I would so think. Then, yeah. But, you know, you get used to it. It's awesome. easier being on the US side. 
Okay, why is that? Because Australia is kind of waking up at the end of your day, whereas here you wake up and the US has been awake all day. So if you're doing business or your friends, you just wake up to a deluge of emails and Uh. issues and problems. (laughs) That can can be hard to tolerate when you're still scratching the sleep out of your eyes. Yeah, I bet. I mean, Americans are hard to tolerate when you're well-rested, so I can... I refrain from commenting on that. (laughs) But you did laugh readily. Let the record indicate. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So it is a long way between the two countries, particularly the East Coast. Yeah. What is that, like an 18-hour flight or something crazy like that? Well, it's all up flying time is about 19, 20 hours. Oh. And so then with, with layovers, it's typically, you typically budget a 24-hour journey. Oh. So I've never gone on a trip that long. I think the longest I've ever flown is I flew to Hawaii when I was a kid, you know, and which is like nothing compared to that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So my question is just for someone who's never taken that long of a trip. Are the coach seats any bigger on a flight that long? Like, um, no, they are not. I wow. definitely not bigger. I didn't wow. know if like but, the plane's bigger because it's taken more people at, at the same time. And so maybe the seats, they give you a, a few more centimeters is that what you guys do down there <laughs> like if yeah, yes. like it obviously depends which airline you're flying mm-hmm. right and what product they're bringing forward in coach so if you've got an airline that is you know a longer haul flying airline and the national airline here Qantas I mean there's only long haul right so right. it takes nine hours to get anywhere meaningful so yeah, it is probably bigger in economy on Qantas than you're going to have flying from Missouri to New York on Delta or JetBlue. Okay. And obviously bigger when you compare it to something like Spirit or, you know, but don't get any illusion. You're not living in a little spacious area. <laughs> yeah, you're not laying flat. And, yeah. But, but if you are flying business and typically on long haul like that it is a life flat bed long haul is an excellent time to catch up on some sleep right because you're up there already you're in bed nothing else to to do yeah (laughs) Yeah. you got you got red wine on tap and some snacks (laughs) we did that one time where we had those seats that like we just happened to have extra points and we had to burn through them. And so it was just like, okay, yeah. first class. And the plane we got yeah. on was like that. And we were just like, oh, my goodness. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That was really amazing. And it's hard to go once. It's, you know, it is difficult to go backwards in life, right? Yeah, so it is. I it's was just kind of like, 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 you, oh, you, you kind of don't want to know what's going on up the front of the plane. Yeah. I'm like, I'm actually kind of happy in coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was also it was one of the new planes. We also noticed like when you board, it's like they have the underclass. They make a right. They don't even walk through first class anymore. It's like if you're going yeah. first class, <laughs> it's to the left. <laughs> for, which, and the, everybody which I else actually is, prefer because like, why you don't should you be know. walked through? You don't want to see what's yeah. coming No, it's you like don't. They tease you. It is. They're like, here's what you could have, but you don't. Yeah. So you go through that. <laughs> Everyone up here has a personal masseuse. <laughs> you get your own frozen custard machine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was like a spaceship up there. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So but that, that long flight, when I think about my Peloton story, which we'll get into, and I think about wanting to go to homecoming, 
I'm like, I was literally living on the same street as Peloton, (laughs) and now I'm on the other side of the world. Literally, It's hard to go further away than you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and okay, so let's jump into that. How did you originally find Peloton? So it's funny because I was always a spin rider. I probably would spin three or four times a week, 45-minute classes at Equinox. And I was like really big on the in-person experience, really big on the group fitness. And so while I kind of got exposed to Peloton before they kind of exploded in the pandemic, I never thought that it was something that I would vibe with. And I really like, I kind of only knew about it in the abstract. Like I used to walk past the store um, on, as I said, on the same street that I lived on. And I kind of like think back and I remember walking past the store and I used to look at the store kind of like I imagine the kids used to look at the Willy Wonka factory, like looking beyond those gates and like, I wonder what they're doing in there. They must be doing something crazy. <laughs> so, and so like I kind of knew that there was a studio in there, but like not really. And then funnily, the owner of our building put a Peloton bike in the gym in our building in New York. And so that was the first time that I kind of saw one, but I already had the spin shoes for Equinox and it wasn't compatible. They actually didn't have the clip in. They had changed it to like the kind of, um, oh, the so cages. people that don't have the shoes can use it exactly cages. And then we, I was leading a technology business in New York and Peloton and we used machine vision and Peloton started to kind of poach a lot of our engineering talent. Uh-oh. And so then I got to know them <laughs> pretty well. And I live quite near Hudson Yards where I think they're building the new studio and right by their new corporate office. So like I was getting all of these messages, all of these messages about Peloton in my daily life and even really get connected to it until I left New York and came back to Australia and obviously missed the Equinox experience, missed spinning. And a friend of mine who had just moved back from London and had a Peloton bought his back and was getting people hooked on them and was just was like buying them. I think you might have to edit this out if Peloton wants to hear this, but was buying them in, was buying them in the UK and shipping them over here and, and giving them to us. So I was like, you have to get me one. I need to get on a bike. <laughs> and then as all of your listeners will know, once you're on and once you're hooked, like the rest is history. Right? You're all in. <laughs> and so I look back, I look back on the times of going to Equinox at six in the morning and the cold and having to book the classes and being up at 5am because the classes book out a second as soon as they come online. And I just can't even imagine (laughs) going back to that. And so like I was a probably six or seven day in person in the gym in New York. And so I look at it and I think if I can be converted to in-home fitness, this is a huge market where so many people can be converted and have the benefit of convenience to help improve their lives. Yeah. It's just astonishing to me that you moved across the world when you were right next to Peloton. Then it you got a Peloton. Insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, in my head, I was like, you would only move back to Australia because they were finally yeah. doing Peloton. Yeah, like you like, think okay, that's okay, the story, okay, fine, right? I'll go back. But no. Yeah. And they actually, because we were pretty keen for them to launch here. I bet. 
And, you know, they actually launched here quicker than I thought they would. Like, we always kind of knew that it was on the roadmap for them in terms of their international expansion. But I just thought that with kind of the supply issues that they were having and some of the backlog that they were still working through in some of their key markets, they might push that back. So it was actually a surprise when we woke up to the news that they had pulled the trigger on on launching here. But well, don't worry, go to your head. Just, it's alphabetical. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, I always think about after World War Two, where so many a lot of the migrants that fled Europe. The list that they gave people must have been alphabetical because everyone ended up in America. Everyone ended up in Australia. Everybody ended up in Argentina. Like <laughs> there was no mass migration to anything that doesn't start with an A. <laughs> Although technically we should be at the bottom and they should have listed as United, United States. States. <laughs> it's funny because like in the drop down menus where you have to select your it's country, at the top. And they always, it's like such a cultural bias, right? Because it'll be like United States and then uh, it'll be like, Argentina, uh, Australia, right. like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like. But I, I have noticed that they, some of them stopped, some of them have stopped doing that. Yeah, they started gotta, putting them at the bottom. You scroll all the way down. And I'm, now. I'm always like, oh yeah, yeah, it's in the use. Okay, hang on, <laughs> scroll. But okay, so I'm curious though. I feel like moving across the world just seems like such a daunting task, and now you've done it twice. Like, what made you decide to move to America in the first place, and then what took you back to Australia? So 10 and a half, 11 years ago, because I'm in technology and a lot of the technology industry is bolstered by kind of like the venture capital scene and private investment. 10, 11 years ago, there wasn't a really big scene for that here in Australia. And the technology that we had deployed at one of our core target markets was retail malls. So if you're going to attack the retail mall market, there is no better place to be than the US. Sure access to that engineering talent and also, you know, access to funding were all of the kind of things that took us over there professionally. Then obviously, personally, I'd lived outside of Australia one other time when I had studied for a year in Italy. And so, like, just the learning and the development that came from having that experience, I wanted to have that experience again and, and also on the professional side. And so, that's what originally took me over there and I kind of just got so used to living in the city and we didn't really have any plans when I say we I say me my wife Sarah who's also a Peloton user we can get to that later (laughs) (laughs) we didn't really have any plans to move back to Australia but obviously life tends to kind of intervene sometimes and the birth of our first son which we had in New York coincided pretty much with the breakout of COVID So we had banked on having our family flying in to help and to get to know him and Uh, spend time with us. Automatically, all of that went off the table. We had lived in New York for like, as I said, 10 years. In that whole time in 10 years, we did not have one close friend that had a child. So we had no exposure to what it was like (laughs) and none of that, like, so, and none of that kind of ecosystem that you need when you first have a child. So that, and then COVID, like going back to the start of COVID in New York City, you remember what it was like? Oh, yes, absolutely. And you just, we didn't have what we have now in terms of light at the end of the tunnel, in terms of vaccines, a better understanding of COVID, a better understanding how COVID interacts with children and the risks. And also both professionally, like we've kind of been in the city for a long time and 
it was time to make a change. And given that the world was kind of shutting down, going back to Australia and being with our family and friends was the obvious choice. Still difficult. Yeah. It was way easier to actually make them move away from home than it is to return from home. Because when you move away from home, everything's new. Everything's a new cultural experience. Everything's stimulating. You know, you're growing. Then you come back after 10 years, you're a little bit of a different person. Everything looks the same, but it's different. You just got to adjust to a little bit of that. But we've made the transition pretty smooth. And I have to say, having the Peloton has helped significantly. I, I bet. I bet. Because it yeah. burns off stress and <laughs> burns off stress and gives you something to kind of really focus on and, and give you a little bit of stability, a you little know, bit of rudder in life. You know, I was just thinking what this means is just to really put this in perspective for people. Not only was there a 19 hour flight, but there was a 19 hour flight with a newborn oh, during yeah. a pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Wow, that is a lot. And because we love to punish ourselves, it, the quickest way to go is typically through you fly from New York to L.A. You do your layer of an L.A. And then you fly from LA to Sydney. I used to do a lot of business in the Middle East. So I got used to flying through the Middle East. It actually adds about four hours to the journey. So when I said four was like a 24-hour flight time, it's probably 28 to 31 hours mm. going that way, which is what we did on the way home. Oh. <laughs> and you had and no one to help you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, we did not. Oh, my wow. word. But the, i tell you what one saving grace was during that period, because this was August 2020, right? Ooh. At the end of August 2020. So... Kind of like that was, the, that was a scary time the height of the pandemic in yeah. many ways. So the flights were so empty that the staff to passenger ratio was so high that we were lucky that they were kind of very accommodating, very caring, and they were kind of our help system. Oh, that's good. On the way home, but I don't know if you know, but Australia has one of their strategies for dealing with the pandemic is that anybody that comes into the country, citizen or not has to go into a mandatory 14-day hotel quarantine. Mm-hmm. I did know yeah. that. So they take you from the airport straight into a hotel room. You don't leave that hotel room. You don't literally do not cross the threshold of that hotel door wow. for 14 days. What about supplies? Like how do you eat diapers for the baby and stuff like that? What do you do? So, I mean, that just speaks to the advantages of having a family and friend network okay. that can, you know, we never had to leverage the kind of the hotel quarantine system to get those things because our family was able to give us those things. And you can order groceries and stuff oh, okay. like that and okay. get them delivered. You can order food online and get it delivered. They also supply meals. So it's not as bad as it sounds, but, you know, it is still a little bit testing. Yeah, yeah I bet. bet. And I'm just and like, I just didn't, being I didn't in have those the walls. Peloton in there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. 14 <laughs> days. Now, could you like open windows or anything? Like, so many hotels, so you can't. <laughs> when you have children, they give you a little, it's kind of like a service department. So it's a hotel room, but it has a little terrace that's enclosed, but with opening for fresh air. So that was really good because a lot of people that come in as a single person or as a two-person couple, they go into hotel rooms that don't have any yeah. balconies. Oh my. That's some rooms that you can't even open the windows. Oh. And that would be really tough for 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be tough. That would be very tough. And Ooh. it is kind of crazy. And I have a little bit of a motto, which is Peloton, not politics, because sometimes when you did, you know, mm-hmm. you, you delve into the, you can quickly get caught up in these political discourse and you mm-hmm. got to bring it back to Peloton. 
but that's helped the case numbers low. Sure. Uh, but it is it is a difficult thing, I think, for people to go through. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that would be a lot. I get it. I, get I understand why it. Absolutely. That choice, but like that, that would also ooh, that it would help. I consider to know. myself like next level lazy, but two weeks in a room. <laughs> well, and it's being like when leave is it's, a lot. it's something about the you can't leave that, right. that makes it instantly yeah. like yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. what? The on you. <laughs> they yeah. do. I mean, I felt that way just on a cruise ship the first time we went on a cruise. Yeah. I was like, wait, I can't get off the boat. <laughs> well, you yeah. can, you just can't get back on. Like, right? <laughs> I was like, 3 days? What? Yeah. <laughs> Before we even see another country? That was hard for yeah. me. So, yeah, 14 days would take some mental prep work to be prepared for that we got through it yeah obviously and that's great that's great now when you guys moved back and you got the peloton was your wife like instantly like okay yes get that bike like as soon as she heard that this like underground railroad of bikes was coming in (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) so when we moved back we left at the end of august i probably got the peloton at the end of october But we didn't have our own place because we had to send all of our furniture home from New York. And at the best of times, that takes kind of 12 to 16 weeks for it to sail all the way here. And then add in the delays with at the ports with COVID yeah. and unloading oh and all my of God. that stuff. I'm so, surprised it's worth it to keep your furniture. <laughs> yeah, would, you would think you just, you just sell it and stuff. buy all new stuff. <laughs> it is really on the boundary of making financial sense, but we had some pieces that we kind of like had collected sure. and gotcha, were special yeah. to us and were kind of irreplaceable. And this is getting into a whole other topic, but we both have so many clothes that there's no airline in the world that we would have been able to get those back. <laughs> we, could have, we could have filled multiple jets with the clothes that we have. <laughs> okay, so we got a couple so of clothes horses yeah. here. Yeah, so as I was saying, the, the bike arrived before we had our own place, but luckily I got the bike at the same time as one of my best friends, and he was like, Keep your bike at my place. Oh. We'll ride together. And then when you get your own place, we'll move it there. So I was going to his place. So she didn't get the exposure really to the daily convenience of having it. And she wasn't as big a spinner as I was. But now that we've got it at home and now that she's using it frequently, she is like, she often says to me, I think that that is the best purchase that we have. <laughs> Ever made. <laughs> That's you're, you're like, I would maybe pick the wedding ring, but I guess the Peloton's nice too. Thanks, honey. Thanks. He's like, I didn't think of that then, but I'm yeah. using it now. She says it again. I've got it locked and loaded. Yeah, and yeah. it's really but probably important to stay in shape because I'm assuming you guys were just completely naked because you're waiting for your clothes to show up. <laughs> Uh, We just had ponchos Okay 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 (laughs) So what about Like when Peloton launched Was it like Exciting to people That live in Australia Or was it just kind of like Oh another product You know No big It's funny Okay so For for us For people that were already In the Peloton community It was nice Because We had somebody Other than ourselves facilitizing about Peloton, right? (laughs) (laughs) And what I love about this conversation is it's like an hour to talk guilt-free about Peloton. I feel like we're we're what CrossFit was like in the early 2010s. I've become one of those people. I'm like, well, I think you should download the app or 
I think you should really consider getting a Belladon. <laughs> so it was, it was buzzy. And one of the things that they did with launching here is Peloton Australia got hired out like a kind of a place on the water and decked it all out with Peloton bikes and invited all of the journalists to come and ride. And so there was a little bit of a pop Ooh. with no. press, press coverage. Yeah. And I have to say that a lot of the press coverage was slanted towards something that I'm used to, but Australians aren't typically used to, which is just the intensity of the American instructors. Oh. <laughs> and, so if, and so if you're not really into fitness or you haven't been exposed to that kind of American way of <laughs> getting excited and It's insane. Up, the first. And you're a journalist. That can kind of be something a little bit difficult to digest. I bet. So some of that was threaded through the press coverage at the time. And then, people that, and then to corroborate that, people that I know that have gotten the bike here definitely skew towards the British instructors. Really? That makes now, sense, now is that, is that like a cultural thing? I think it's a cultural thing. You maybe find it as well if you haven't taken any of their classes. It's just a little bit more low-key. It is. And, yeah, which we've is heard a little that. Bit more, yeah, which yeah. is a little bit more in or the chill. Australian style. Yeah. yeah. A little bit more chill. Yeah. I mean, Australia is a very fit country, right? So people are really into their fitness. People here are really active. As you can probably, people are sports obsessed, as you can probably tell. That, yeah. Like, we always do so much better in the Olympics than we should <laughs> as a 26 million person country. And so, it's, you know, there's, there's people are excited about it launching, but it'll be interesting to see how it penetrates a very fit and active country. Because remember, one of the things that we have to our advantage here, which you don't necessarily have, particularly in North America, is we have a very mild climate there's not really a time of year where you can't cycle outside oh, that makes where sense. you can't run outside. So it'll be interesting to see the cut through that it gets looking at it from that perspective. And so like, obviously I'm used to that because I had never had a group fitness experience that wasn't in the U S right. so that was how just I, like, this is how it how is. <laughs> yeah. yeah so this is like, and so for me, it's completely, in fact, I kind of skewed probably in the other direction. Okay, well, so the you're, majority of you're still majority skewing. Of content that I consume is yeah, I'm skewed. I'm probably <laughs> skewed for life. <laughs> well, America has a tendency to skew things up. So. <laughs> what a, that was a very topical comment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of evergreen, though, isn't it? Peloton, not politics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Yeah. Well, so do you ride with other people, though? So, like, you have your friend that had the bike and before you got there, or he had a bike around the same time. So are you guys riding together? How do you pick an instructor then? Do you let him pick? <laughs> so we were like, our bikes were literally right next to each other. And we were both newbies to the Peloton experience. So we were kind of like kind of exploring it together. And like we actually, luckily, we kind of vibed the same instructors. And so this, I can't believe this, but he, that friend of mine, we've known each other for a long time, but we got, we became really close when he was living in New York, working for a period as well. So over there first, and then over the 10 years, he came for about a three to four year stretch. He also lived on the same street as Peloton. He lived closer to the 23rd Street studio <laughs> no. than I did. No. Literally on the same block. And he also didn't experience Peloton until he got back here. So he also had that American flavor to his fitness experience. So he, we were both skewing the American side and now we ride together a lot. 
And actually, obviously, a lot of friends in the US that have Peloton, but because of the time zones, it typically doesn't line up for us to ride together. Oh, so right, riding right, right. with friends here, the vast majority are people here in Australia who got the underground railway bike or <laughs> have gotten their bike since Peloton launched here. I know what I was going to ask. So when you like, does Australia have a bunch of like bike lanes and things like that where oh, that people yeah. can actually ride safely outside or? Yeah, yeah. And like there's a lot of bike lanes, mm-hmm. but there's also lots of parks here. Okay. I mean, you know, if it's that beautiful, it yeah. makes sense because you can just yeah, go all the and time. It's like, yeah. And there's lots of rides and I haven't ridden on the freeways, but when I'm out there, I see a lot of actual pelotons of cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actual Belladons of cyclists. And so it looks like I'm not an outside rider. I've actually never ridden outside. Never? I like clothes and those clothes just don't vibe with me. <laughs> I'm not doing a Thai liker in public, okay? I get it. I get it. <laughs> what if you got superpowers? Would you wear it <laughs> He's like, I might make an exception. I can tell he's thinking about it. <laughs> Watch this space. (laughs) (laughs) So now that you have your choices, you can do either Australian instructors or American instructors. Where are you landing? Well, on the whole platform, there's only one Australian Australian instructor, and she's a yoga instructor. I think she's based in New York. Okay. Okay. So she is still in New York. Okay. Yeah. And so then the whole speculation is which I think they will open a studio here eventually. And I think that the Australian kind of vibe and the accent would actually probably play pretty well with international audiences. So I think if we're speculating as to whether they'll open a studio up here, my bet would say that they would. You think they will? Interesting. Now, I'm curious why you think that, because they've opened up in other countries and so far the only other studio they've done is London. So what makes you think that that's what they'll do? I think the time zone, while there is some good crossover, I think that once they build enough of the user base here, it will make sense to have a little bit more live ride availability and a little bit more, again, of that cultural thing. I think it also can serve their other markets pretty well. And I just get the feeling that that will be a good play because it's something quite different to their current studio offerings, right? Mm -hmm. So it's Southern Hemisphere, It's a completely different time zone. And I do think that the Australian persona will play well for the global community. Okay. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. I will be curious to see how that plays out. Um, So am I. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to take a 24-hour flight to ride in the studio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do not blame you. I just hope we can get back to the studio at some point. You know, I feel like that's at this point. I mean, I really think we were close and then stupid Delta variant ruined everything. So... I heard you guys speculating about it on a recent episode, and I'm completely where you guys are. They're not going to risk it. Yeah. To me, it just doesn't make sense. It's all downside, no upside. Not when they can broadcast, and they have been, and it's been fine. Yeah. A lot of the classes that I've taken, kind of in that period, was COVID, right? So a Mm -hmm. lot of the new classes, the studio is empty. I've, I've taken very few classes where there's actually a live studio experience going on in the background. As someone that kind of made the transition to having that experience to the empty studio, what's that been like for you, Crystal? So I don't like it. I mean, I don't hate it. Like, it's not like a really negative vibe for me. It's not at all. 
But like if I had my pick, I'd rather have the people in the studio because they bring an additional energy. Like to me, it's like watching a comedian in a room with no one laughing. That's what it's like. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when everybody's like the best thing I can compare it to from like the classes that I miss the energy in the most is well two of them one is like jen sherman sunday rides because everybody would like party all weekend and there was always a big group from all over the country in the studio because there was always this big celebration and jen knew everybody's name and she would call everybody out and it was just it felt like you were there and then the other thing i really miss is the live dj rides because that energy on a friday after work was like having happy hour oh, without yeah. the beer. <laughs> that would have been right. And you just can't get the same energy. I mean, they try. They try their hearts out. And I know there's people that say that they prefer it that way. I've heard lots of people who are new to Peloton say that. They don't want all the distracting people in the background. <laughs> yeah, my friend whose bike I had at his place, he's one of those people. He prefers the empty studio and none of the distraction. I understand that. I do. But... If you ever get a chance to take a ride in the studio, you would change your mind because it's just a special experience and being able to be home every time you're at home watching people in the studio, it kind of takes you back to that moment. So it's a special thing. Really is. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get to take a class in the studio soon. It it sounds like it's definitely worth the 24 hour flight. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is like legit. (laughs) You need to do that when the studio opens. Absolutely. (laughs) Tom's like, I'll just be in the I'll be in the waiting room. room. I'll be the hotel room. Yeah, He's nice. He waits at the studio in the the, he waits in the lobby. Sometimes he'll walk next door and get a, a little snack. And then, but now they're in different. Oh, place. that's right, they're in different place. But I think they have more snacks actually in Hudson Yards than they did. Would, at the old... I mean, I think there's lots uh, of that places to it. Yeah, buy snacks. A, there would be a lot of snacks in Hudson City. Yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, uh, what is your leaderboard name? It's actually terrible that it's still this because the friend that was running the, the Underground Railway, he set it up for me. So he just used my first name and my last name oh. and I never, ever changed it. So it's literally just Joe Ruggiero, <laughs> which, is, which is so boring. <laughs> You're going to have to do like some kind of Aussie name. like I know. I'm going to change it up. But like, just... Well, in a way, Joey is kind of an Aussie name. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Is, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you need some Actually, kind of kangaroo. I think that's what it could be. Maybe like Aussie Joey. Yeah. Or Joey from Oz or Joey from Ponderosa. Yes. Yes. Wait, Ponderosa, I don't get. Is that a thing in Australia? No. What's that movie? Tom, you should know. Little Joey from Ponderosa. Let me just check that now. Okay, you've yeah. stumped Tom I mean, on a movie. Holy cow. I didn't know that was possible. To the Google. I mean, Ponderosa is like a... It's a TV it's show. A, it's an American Western show here. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know where I get that reference from. Ponderosa is a TV series. Was there a Joey in there? I think there might. I never watched it, but there might have been. Neither, but people used to call me Joey from Ponderosa. So now I've got to research what the... There was also a really bad steakhouse called Ponderosa. (laughs) Yeah, there was. There was. That is true. Okay. Well, I didn't get that leaderboard name, but I approve of the others. (laughs) Don't worry. Watch Again, watch this space. I've got to change it. It's too pedestrian. (laughs) You don't hear that a lot. I like that. (laughs) So do you have a uh, preferred instructor? On the bike... And actually, I took him this morning. 
on the bike, and this might sound a little bit funny, but Matt Wilpers, probably my favorite on the bike instructor because I like to learn. Yeah. And he just educates you so much he through does. the ride. And I actually take quite a lot of the longer rides, so the 60s, the 75s, and the 90s. And anyone that can hold my attention for more than 90 seconds and for 90 minutes deserves a lot of credit. And he makes it go by so quick. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is, you know, I was talking about the other day to some of the other people here, like who their favorite instructor was. And yeah, Matt Wilpers is my favorite. But as you guys often say, like Peloton meets you wherever you are. So Peloton is, Matt's my favorite instructor every day of the week on the bike, but other days of the week, you know, different moods, different instructors. So I love Olivia. She is so hard. I think she's actually a cyborg. She is not human. Wait, did like, you say she's hard? Like as in her classes are hard or did you say she's hot? No, hang on. I said she was hard. Oh, I thought you <laughs> said hot she, at first too. She is pretty though. She's very pretty. <laughs> I wanted to clarify because Your as wife you kept, might listen. And as you kept talking, I no, was I like, wait, he said. Olivia was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify for the listeners. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, but <laughs> but then off the bike is definitely Jess Sims. Oh, she's so Jess amazing. Sims and Adrian, like she's amazing, and like a lot of the things that she says, it has crossover into the rest of your life in terms of like her little mantras are so good that you find yourself saying them in your day to day life. Like I love how you do anything is how you do everything. Is that your that favorite? Is so true. That's I, my favorite. And also that you can do hard things because you're doing them right now. Yeah. I like the uh, you don't have to, you get to. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I that's like that also a lot. very good. That one's plastered yeah, on my so, wall right next to the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that when yeah, I was a so, camp counselor. I did. You were a camp counselor? <laughs> yeah, I was a camp counselor. But I would say it to kids when they were about things oh. when they were like i don't want to use the outhouse i'm like you don't have to you get to <laughs> I would, so it's weird how they take on different forms it does. so i would only use it to it's, mock it's very, people very but, effective at, re- very effective at yeah. reframing things for people yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then do you have any advice for people just entering the world of peloton yeah i have a couple of things that i would say so if you're not If you weren't into spinning or cycling before you get the bike, I definitely recommend people do take the beginner course. I think because it's also a good way of exposing you to all the different instructors and seeing what you like before you kind of fall into a pigeonhole of the two to four instructors that you take all the time. Mm -hmm. Stick with it until you get bitten because if you don't, there is such an amazing experience and such a community that comes out of it just the benefits and you've got to stick with it. I think people get bitten really quickly. And uh, one thing that is kind of a little bit abstract is make sure your seat positioning is Mm. correct because good habits start early. And one thing that that I did is I took a video of myself on the bike, just set up my phone on a, on a tripod and took a photo video of myself on the bike Because that's kind of one thing that you don't get with the home experience. You don't have the live intervention of a professional. So I took a video of myself and I took it to somebody and showed it to them and just said, like, look at my form, look at my seat height. I want to make sure I'm doing things right. Can you give me some advice? And he gave me a couple of changes that probably increased my output 
10% overnight. Oh, that's oh, great. Wow. So that's great. You don't need to go to a professional. Go to your local bike store if you need to buy something and show it to them. Well, and I will just add that now that you have uh, Peloton stores there, your Peloton showrooms can help you with that as well. So if you go well, in... So and- that's the thing, though. We didn't get to talk about the store oh. because they're opening two stores here in Sydney and one in Melbourne, which is the second largest city. We're actually in lockdown here. So we're actually under a shelter in place order. And that happened pretty much just right at the end of June. I want to say the start of July. Their stores were meant to open in July. So the stores never got to open. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And so now they're having like a little bit of the same experience in here in the Australian market as they did at the start of the pandemic in the US because- For the longest time here, kind of up to this point, we've kind of had COVID under control. Now that the Delta variant has been seen in the community and there's a little bit of an outbreak, we're kind and we haven't got as much of the vaccine rollout done as maybe in North America. We're kind of in an exposure point now where we're sheltering in place. And now Peloton kind of wait times are probably elongating a little bit and the stores never got to open. So there's two stores opening here. One is in I mentioned Short Hills Mall because it's so kind of part of the Peloton founding story. It's pretty much the equivalent of the Short Hills Mall here. And then we don't use the term downtown. We use the term CBD, which is Central Business District, which is where all of like the Wall Street and stuff here is. Okay. And there's a store there as well. So there's a strip there where you have retail and a lot of like the conceptual retail. So like example, like Tesla has a store there. Okay. So they're in good company there, Peloton, Tesla. And so they didn't get to open the stores, which I'm dying for them to open the stores. I want to go in there, get some of the apparel. Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't, I mean, apart from ordering it online and getting it shipped from the US, well, we can't get the apparel here. Now they've opened the apparel store online here. Now, let me tell you one other thing you can get from the showroom when it opens. Hopefully mm-hmm. they shipped them over there. If not, ask. But they give you a little pin that says 100 rides whenever you reach 100 rides. Oh, you, and they'll look on great. your profile to make sure you've hit your 100 rides. And then they'll give oh, you a that's pin. that's great. Yeah. That's great. It'll be good to go in there because... I mean, they've launched the apparel store online, but I think like it's a very, very narrow selection. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just all of the stuff that you didn't buy, (laughs) they sent out here. So so it's like, here's all the things that Crystal doesn't want, let's send them to Australia. Well, that theory doesn't hold isn't anything she doesn't want. So, Well, now that's not true. The last two releases, I didn't buy anything. Okay, but I think that that's true for every country as it rolls out. I know Canada, like, they still don't have the same selection that the U.S. store does. And not everything that they sell goes online. Not everything goes into stores either. So, like... Let's say there's like 15 items that go on sale. Well, maybe 10 items make it into the store. And so I'm using very low numbers just to give an example. And then maybe only eight of those make it to Canada and maybe only seven make it to Germany. I don't know how they split it up, yeah, but that's yeah. something to that degree. And so I it know that that's frustrating. To, to match up their inventory allocations with demand. So yeah. demand picks up, we'll get more of the selection. And you know there's shipping companies that will help with that, right? You know that? You can do that? Yes. Okay, just making yes. sure. Yes. Yes. I, tips to, for you. I have to make well, sure you I know. Had to remember, I had to use them to get my Century t-shirt. Oh, wow. right. Duh. I only ship the Century t-shirt to a US address. Yeah. When I'm Because I'm registered there. Okay. 
Okay, so you've got your own He's little crafty. tricks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it work when you're on the other side of the world. You do. Yeah. You do. Peloton hacks. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? I'm on Instagram as what my leaderboard name might have been, which is Joey Ruggers. <laughs> and that's and I've really cut back all of my social media. Really? Lately. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. But I want to join, well, now I just deactivated Facebook. And then I heard one of your episodes recently about some of the Facebook groups and some of the raising money. So now I've got to get back on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's only 15 years to quit. Zuckerberg paid us handsomely to get you to do that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell that you guys are in with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where, where are my dress hoodie today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out thank of your you day. Guys. I guess you're starting your morning there. Yeah. So. And thank you for warmed up here. making yeah. all the time zones work. We really appreciate no it. Thank I know it's guys. not easy to do. So thank you so much. No, great chatting with you guys. You too. Likewise. It's been a lot See of fun. See you out there in the community and hopefully in person. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. For, for a live ride in New York. That would be amazing. Definitely amazing. <laughs> Stay in touch about it. Okay. Have a good one. See you guys. Bye-bye. Have a nice evening. You too. you too. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to uh, a wonderful Peloton member. Yen- I'm, I'm going to try not to butcher her name because I did not say it in the interview. <laughs> Yanedra Pellicini. I- Pellicini? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Forgive me. She's amazing, though. And uh, you definitely want to stick around for the interview next week. Yes. Uh, there's going to be lots of laughs and lots of inspiration. Absolutely. So definitely want to be there. So uh, until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter on the bike and the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. And of course, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And running.